Hey, it's Martine. Whether you're a Black Friday shopper or not, I want to tell you quickly about a deal to get the Washington Post at a price that I have never seen. Right now, through the end of the month, you can get a subscription to the Washington Post for just 99 cents every four weeks. It is a great deal. And here's the thing. For $9.99, you can give a one-year subscription as a gift to family and friends. It's easy and will give them not only the best in journalism, but so much more. Wonderful recipes and travel coverage, access to our help desk team writing about all things technology. That's just the beginning. This is only happening for a short window. So get on over to WashingtonPost.com slash subscribe and don't miss out on this. With Thanksgiving coming up this week, a lot of us might be feeling anxious about seeing relatives that we may not have seen in a while, especially if we don't always see eye to eye with them. We might be bracing for some awkward conversations or even some intense debates around politics or what we're seeing on the news. Iris Santa Lucia can relate to that. She's 17 years old and she lives in New York City. Over the past year, she and her parents have had some really hard conversations about the role that racism plays in their lives. You see, Iris's mom is white and her dad is Latino. Her dad says that he's been targeted by the police because of his race, but Iris's mom doesn't always believe him. You're not afraid when the police approaches you because in one way or another, the police is there to serve you. I think the police have that, that attitude with everybody. They're just, they have a sucky job, you know, they're doing their thing. Well, do you think they'd have that attitude with you? No. From the newsroom of The Washington Post, this is Post Reports. I'm Martine Powers. It's Tuesday, November 23rd. For the past few weeks, we have been listening to teens talk with their families and friends about racism in collaboration with YR Media. Today, the final story in our series, Teens in America. What it sounds like for one family to confront white privilege and their own blind spots. Well, maybe to start things off, we could talk a little bit about your dad. Sure. Yeah. So my dad is great. He's, you know, this big, like, fun, kind of grizzly bear type of person. He was born and raised in Sao Paulo, Brazil. He's a little bit lighter than everybody else, even though, you know, he does, he is brown. So here he's considered dark. So it's, I think, a weird mix for him living in America now and having white children and having a white spouse. She grew up in the South, in a very small community. Everybody looked the same. Very segregated, you know, blacks on one side, white and none. So she can't help it. It's not that she's doing because she wants to do it. She grew up like that. You know, I tend to think that Papa is um, a little overly protective or even paranoid, I would say, suspicious. Let's put it that way. Um, you know, thinking that people are thinking bad things or that they're not, they're going to ignore him or that they're going to treat him in a certain way. Tell me a little bit more about your mom and how she identifies. Yeah, so she grew up in North Carolina and uh, is considered white. She identifies as white, you know, Southern. She has blonde hair, green, blue eyes. And she 
you know, she's the type of woman who like listens to outlaw country. So I feel like I have a really good picture of what her background is and how she grew up. And I'm wondering like how that plays out in your family dynamics. The fact that she's white from North Carolina um, and has a like background that sounds pretty different from your dad's. I can think of one big example that I think sums this up really well is this once when my dad, he was driving and he was picking me up from school and he, you know, was passing a, a stop sign and he had stopped, but he didn't stop all the way. And he, then he kept going and I guess had maybe passed a school bus or something along the lines of that. And apparently after that, he got pulled over by the cops and they had said that they were pulling him over because he had ran the stop sign and he had illegally passed the bus. When I see a police car behind me, it scares me. And my dad obviously didn't think that this was fair and thought that he was being racially profiled because he had he had stopped just not all the way. And since it wasn't an always stop, he hadn't seen any reason to completely break. And when he told my mom, you know, she didn't really believe that he was being racially profiled. It never happened to you and it, will ne- it never will. What never happened to me? That, it, that you have a policeman approaching who is not polite. Yes, yes. Come on. Did you, you ever be stopped by the police? Have you ever been scared of the police? No, she was never even stopped. I was stopped one time, but he was nice, actually. I was in New Jersey, so it's different. But her being white, she has never had um, encounters with the police that would ever lead to to her believing that they would ever have any malintent against anyone because of their race, because obviously she has that privilege to believe so. I'm telling you that at least... 40% 40% of the times, they send me up. At so least 40%. That's why I think you're getting a little paranoid. You see, this is the thing. So because it doesn't happen to her, she doesn't have an idea what we go through. After the break, Iris's parents reflect on that hard conversation. We'll be right back. Hey, this is Christina Quinn. I'm the host of Try This, the Washington Post's new series of audio courses. The idea behind Try This is to become better functioning humans without having to comb the internet for countless hours. In our first course, we learned how to sleep better. Now, we're going to learn how to make our friendships stronger. I'll offer expert tips that are doable, and I'll keep it short. So let's do this. Classes in session. Find Try This from the Washington Post wherever you listen. What was your dad's reaction to hearing that from your mom or hearing that she didn't totally believe his take on on what happened? He, I think, was very sad. Um, Who wouldn't be, right? And he just was saddened by the fact that she wouldn't believe his word when he expresses something that happened to him and he expresses what he felt in the moment because he was there, he knew what happened, and 
as his wife, she should trust and believe that he wouldn't just come up with, oh, he was racially profiling me. You know, he wouldn't just come up with that in his head. It feels terrible. It feels terrible again because I have to prove twice. I have to prove to society, I have to prove to my own wife that, uh, you know, that it happens. That happens there all the time. I know people get profiled. I just don't think you do. <laughs> but why don't you think that he gets profiled? I don't understand. If you believe in profiling and if you believe that, that you, happens. No, maybe... Listen to me. I almost went to jail. You were not there, so you don't know. I almost went to jail. These are really, I think, challenging, tense conversations to have with your parents. Um, I'm really curious, what did your mom say when you talked to her about this? We've talked about this before, and I think she's actually grown a lot from previous conversations because she used to be a lot more dismissive, I think, of how he feels. But now, just especially with everything in the news, she's grown to really understand a lot more about race just since she was so sheltered for most of her life. So when we had this conversation now, I think she's definitely been able to expand her perspective and also realize that she's not going to see things how my dad sees them ever either. It's easier for me maybe to see people outside of my intimate realm as facing problems and issues that are um, sort of, you know, rooted in systemic racism than it is to see it in my own personal life. And I think actually, yeah, it's a lot harder. And um, maybe I go too much the other way thinking that, you know, that's just him and He's being silly and he needs to confront, you know, those fears and get over them when actually they are really grounded in, you know, some real dynamics that um, I believe people of color experience in the world. Hearing about all of this from your parents and their different perspectives and especially the like the challenging dynamics that happen around race. I mean, how do you think that changes your own understanding of where you fit in? It's really weird for me to be to be white with a brown father and then sometimes I find myself thinking it's a privilege to be to be white, which is so such an unfortunate thing to think and such an unfortunate thing that other people are going to think of me too. They're going to look at me and they're going to be like, she's privileged because she is white. And it's really sad because I know it's true, because I know that my dad and my mom are obviously going to be differentiated wherever they go, because one is white and one is not. But it also makes me think about the systemic side of it. and why there's still systemic racism and that's why because no one's ever going to to have those experiences that people of color do
Iris Santa Lucia is 17 years old and lives in New York City. She's one of the teen reporters that we spoke with for our series with YR Media called Teens in America. For more on the project, go to wapo.st teens. This story was produced by Jordan Murray Smith and Georgia Wright. It was edited by Robin Amer and Rebecca Martin with additional editing from Rena Flores, Maggie Penman, Renita Jablonski, Krista Thompson, and Kyra Kyles. Mixing by Sean Carter. Original music by Alejandro Figueroa, Jacob Armenta, Anders Knutstad, and Noah Holt. Before we go, one last note. I know I give you a lot of reminders about why it pays to subscribe to The Washington Post. If you've been thinking of finally becoming a subscriber or want to do something nice for someone, listen up. Right now, you can get a subscription to The Post for just 99 cents every four weeks. And you can give a full year as a gift for just $9.99. Go to WashingtonPost.com slash subscribe. It's the best deal that we've offered, and it's only happening for a few days. That's it for Post Reports. Thanks for listening. I'm Martine Powers. We'll be back tomorrow with more stories from The Washington Post. Hey, this is Christina Quinn. I'm the host of Try This, The Washington Post's new series of audio courses. The idea behind Try This is to become better functioning humans without having to comb the internet for countless hours. In our first course, we learned how to sleep better. Now, we're going to learn how to make our friendships stronger. I'll offer expert tips that are doable, and I'll keep it short. So let's do this. Class is in session. Find Try This from The Washington Post wherever you listen.